Okay, welcome to the launch of post-debate interview podcast, or locally known as PDIP. This is a podcast where we're going to interview debaters who have moved on from gathering DPs to now gathering capital. In this episode, we'll be interviewing one of the more active uh, graduated debaters now. We see him commonly in championships such as Ganesha Open, GDF Open, or yesterday with VM was in, what was the competition in UI again? Founders Trophy, Founders Trophy 2020 with, with Vincentius Michael, the champion of Worlds TFL. So without further ado, let's say hello to our new guest. Say hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Uh, hello, Rizky. Hi, Nabil. Um, hello. So I think since most of our listeners aren't, aren't as old as you and I, um, uh, maybe give yourself time to introduce yourself and where, like your university and what you're doing right now, among other things. Um, yeah, sure. Um, my name is Rizky. I'm an alumni of Universitas Gudah Mada. I was active in debating mm-hmm. back in 2014 um, and basically retired from competitive debating in 2017. But Mm-hmm. I'm still active since uh, joining several open competitions and coaching some institutions, but not as active as uh, before. Currently, I'm mm-hmm. working as a content marketing manager in Zendit, um, a payment gateway, a fintech company. Uh, yeah, so Ooh. maybe you're wondering why, how? Yeah, I think that's a uh, little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly, because. Commonly, when we see debaters, we see them like, I think their foray in business and economy is like usual, but most usually they're just going to be <clears throat> politicians, perhaps, or diplomats, uh, because they, they are lawyers, because we see a lot of debaters coming from a law background or like an, uh, or like an IR background. Oh, yeah, by the way, what did you study at UGM, Kariski? Uh, I studied international relations, uh, faculty of social and political oh. science. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, I think that also adds a layer of uh, like of like wondering because you, as an IR student, who is stereotypically like going to enter debate, and I assume you're going to be like following the right path and becoming like a diplomat or stuff like that. How did you end up in like a job in fintech? and marketing out of all places. <laughs> yeah, um, the right path. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I say that people who look at debating from outside, I understand mm-hmm. that they would assume debaters would turn into diplomats or lawyers or politicians because that's how... Um, debating train you to be uh public speaking and all that right mm-hmm. um yeah i understand uh why muggles um would think that way <laughs> uh, but i think yeah um but i think in debating itself like we're not only trained to public speaking i think there's a lot of other skills that um 
trained on the debating circuit. Um, yeah, my, mine's actually quite quite far far fetched from um, what people uh, know debating should be, right? Um, but yeah, so here's a here's a story of how I end up in marketing actually. So um, when I was a mm. debater back then in um, UGM and like coming to tournaments and stuff. Aside from that, I'm actually active in um, writing uh, pieces, be it writing? an article, mm -hmm. be it on um, like writing guest posts on, on some publications. Um, yeah, so I, I'm Ooh. quite active in doing that, as well as writing in my own blog. So how that relates okay. to my... Okay, that's so far, right? That's so far. But at least that's a bridge. Um, and then when I graduated, I, um, because the only marketable skills that I have at that time was writing, um, mm. I ended up becoming uh, a content writer. So maybe some of the mm. older debater might know Jay, uh, Binus alumni. He owns a company in a digital marketing agency. And he recruited me oh, to write okay. content for the company. So writing like blogs, uh, among other things, inside company itself. So that's how I ended up in a digital marketing agency. Mm. While being there, I learned a lot of stuff about oh, marketing yeah. that that's mm. beside, uh, that's other than content writing. Oh. So. Yeah, that, that's quite the, the journey. That's how. So that's how I you entered the foray. Yes, yes. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's how I enter uh, the world of marketing itself. It's basically from like writing articles to writing like content pieces. And then while at the agency, I learned mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. Um, so, one of the things that you've mentioned that the only skill that you had marketable in the workforce was writing. Yeah. Um, I think as a debate, as like, this is a mindset that we, I think some debaters had. How do you, like, is it really hard as a debater to sell the things that you've known from debating? Like um, things like, you know, debate, I don't know, like the soft skills of debating such as, you know, critical thinking, public speaking and stuff like that. Can a debater just like, go in the workforce and just like promote that for himself and how far can that help them? Okay. Um, as per my own personal experience, um, that's quite difficult. Uh, reason being is mm. that uh, when you try to enter the workforce, not uh, many people know what debating is and mm you will have to explain what it is. But at the end, like, yeah, it's not as popular as, as other other stuff. Um, let's say you're active in organization, let's say you're active in um, campus press, for example. That seems more mm. marketable um, compared to debating itself. Uh, so I think mm. debating that uh, does teach you, among other things, public speaking, critical thinking, as you mentioned. But those are not 
features that can easily be um, shown in CV. It's not something that easily written mm. in CV, and it's not something that you could easily tell interviewer about. Um, yeah, so mm. that's like among my struggle with um, debating skills itself. But if you are already inside a company and you are like mm-hmm. presenting something, you are like uh, solving a problem, that's going to be a lot more easy for you to show that skills once, uh-huh. once you're already in there. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's the hardest challenge that I faced when I was a fresh graduate and I wanted to enter the workforce. So debating skills isn't, okay. isn't really marketable. Oh, yeah. So basically, as a debater, like if you're like a fresh graduate and then only you've been only doing debating, it's going to be hard for you to market those skills because, you know, not everyone knows debating. Like even our lingo sounds weird to some people. Uh, but I, I think it acts more as a soft skill, like a supporting soft skill. Because I think, I think can we say that those skills are like, Inexclusive to certain jobs. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think um, if we look at it as a supporting soft skill, yes, it is. Um, it is really mm-hmm. important, and it's not exclusive to any certain jobs. Um, I think that a lot of the problem-solving skills, critical thinking skills, um, a structured approach would be very important for you to. Uh, excel in certain jobs but then again um, Mm -hmm. as I mentioned the difficulties are when you wanted to enter because um, soft skills is not something that you can easily show um, in like a five minute Mm -hmm. interview maybe or like Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. a HR interview that mostly takes like around 10 or 15 minutes Uh, soft skills and debating is, is quite hard to prove um, so that's why it's, it, it was difficult yeah. for me um, when I was a fresh grad. Um, yeah, I think I have uh, more stories on that when I changed job, actually. Uh, how, how the soft skills... Oh, really? Um, yeah, uh, how the soft skills really helped me. Um, I think that really applies when I move jobs from, uh, from the agency that I mentioned to uh, where I'm working right now. Oh, can you please tell us that story? I think it's going to be helpful okay. for us to understand, like to contextualize it. Okay, okay. Um, I think a little bit uh, of context is that um, I spent a year at the marketing agency with Jay, um, and a lot I learned a lot of stuff in inside. So basically. Basically, I'm from IR. I don't know shit about marketing, um, so I spent a year, learn a lot of, uh, learn about a lot of stuff, and learn about theories and practices, and like go uh, brainstorming ideas and executing campaigns. Uh, I learned that a lot from. So when I um, enter the current role um, that, that I currently have, I think the level actually changes. When I first graduated as a fresh graduate, I was looking for jobs at entry level. So basically, 
um, no experience, zero experience, right? Yeah. And for that kind of position, I think, as I mentioned, it's hard to, to showcase your debating skills. It's, it's difficult to showcase your soft skills to debate their um, public speaking and such um, because you, you are not given as much rooms to prove that. Um, yeah. So when I move jobs, like mm-hmm. I already have a year of experience. So at the point, uh, at that point, mm-hmm. I was applying to, um, no, I'm not applying to entry-level jobs. So my current role is at least in a senior associate level. So yeah, um, it's Ooh. not entry-level, okay. right? So when you change jobs, especially when I change job um, from the agency to a startup, uh, fintech startup that I'm working right now. Um, the recruitment process is a little bit different. When I apply for entry level positions, usually, um, actually, I, I failed a lot of times. Uh, I failed a lot of times when I was a fresh graduate. Okay. Entry um, level job. The opportunity that you're Mm-hmm. showcase your skills, your um, soft skills, show your problem-solving skills are limited because like, uh, HR wouldn't want to spend too much time on you. You're an entry-level, so you, you need to show it or, okay. like, yeah, you, you don't have it, right? Um, when I moved, actually, um, I, I was given a lot more room and more opportunities improve my skills. I think that's not only as the factor of um, the role, but also the type of company that I'm applying. So when I apply for my current job, um, uh. the interviewer uh, was expecting more. Um, so the the opportunities for you to prove yourself is also more. So you're given more time. And there's one part of the process in my uh, current company where you are invited to a trial day. That means you are... Oh, a trial. um, Yeah, you're you're going to the office. You're doing real project from the the company. And aside from that, you're also uh, going to be involved in the real meeting with real stakeholders. I think what really helps me, uh, the soft skills that the beating have taught me that helps me in this process was that I think there's like two parts to this. The first one is I think critical thinking and problem solving skills um, because like mm-hmm. debating uh, helps you in thinking quickly, um, thinking critically about certain stuff and in marketing, basically what you're told to, uh, what I'm told to in, in that project and trial day is like um, trying to map the customer journey and like trying to plan a certain campaigns that we want to run. Um, I think that in that sense, um, debating okay. helped me a lot. Um, I think it's a mixture between my experience when oh, yeah. I learned one year Uh, at the agency as a theoretical basis and like debating critical thinking to execute that um, that plan to really detail and broken it down into 
um, uh, into execution, into actionable plan. Yeah, so I think that's the first part that Mm -hmm. helped me. But secondly, I think what's really, really important uh, that the debate taught me is actually the communication skills, the the presentation skills uh, at that point. Um, Yeah, so I think what the debating taught me in this part is like, how do you present contact? And I learned a lot of that stuff in doing PM speeches, which basically you bring content <laughs> to the game so that you get problem, right? <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's yeah, set yeah. up for you. Um, what's status quo? Cool? Yeah, set up, um, framing, actor analysis. Yeah, framing, actor analysis, um, mechan- uh, mechanism. Um, yeah, I think that, that helped me a lot. Oh, yeah. And and actually, I was a mm. first speaker from most of my debating career. But in open debate tournament, I'm I'm no longer speaking PM. Um, usually, we do the sweep. A sweep. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. okay, who's gonna PM today? Who's not? <laughs> you heard it, folks. Uh, there is always this stigma about first speakers and how scary it is. Yeah, that's that's what he does for a living now, guys. <laughs> Part of it, not like all of it, but like, yeah. Uh, so it's interesting because sometimes this is a role that even I think is pretty scary, like, especially if you're OG and then you're like the first speaker and yeah. then you have to like set up frame and everything. It turns out like it can help you when you're like trying to explain the situation to a new guy. And especially the format is like seven minutes. It's not like a whole presentation. I think seven minutes is like variable and sometimes... PM speeches don't spend like that whole minute, like sometimes like four minutes or like three minutes, four minutes, they just explain the context. And it's interesting to see that it can work when you're trying to present a Singaporean, like, okay, this is how the Indonesian market looks like, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that really works. Um, actually, um, do you know that in startups, um, we usually use this yeah. kind of six-pager? Have you ever heard of six pages? Uh-huh. Can you explain? Okay, so um, I'm, I'm not pages. I'm not a, a fintech enthusiast, so you can uh, explain <laughs> it to me. Yeah, yeah. Six pager. So, uh, a six pager. Six Is that? Pager. Yes. It's six pages long. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Uh, in a, in the startup world, um, a lot of companies use this structure called six pager. Mm-hmm. So before a meeting, you're asked to write a six pager document explaining uh, about the context of what you're trying to propose. So this was taken from, if I'm not mistaken, oh, the startup so culture like takes it Basically a glorified context slide? Yeah, glorified context slide if you want to call it. Uh, but I think, <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think it's a context slide. It's, it's a, the whole PM speech. It's like creating a whole PM speech. Oh, it's like, oh. Oh, it's like a whole PM speech for the document. Yeah. Um, so so the, the startup culture takes it from Amazon that um, Bezos introduced the six pages. So before oh. a meeting, people would need to read that document. So during meeting, people already know the context and like won't spend stuff um, oh, looking yeah. at presentation, yeah. right? Uh, okay. So what's inside mm-hmm. the six pages? So the content of this six-pager usually um, start with this paragraph. Um, usually, it's titled context. 
So you want people to know what's mm. the context, right? It can be like, um, mm. we face a certain problem in uh, the product. Um, maybe mm. you can explain like, it, it is mal- malfunctioning uh, and causing this much of a damage. That can be it. Or if it's for uh-huh. like, um, a marketing six pager, for example, like you want to explain the context. Um, for example, you start with, uh, we see a lot of opportunities in Twitter, um, in, in social media, um, mm-hmm. the engagement rate for a typical mm-hmm. tech company in Twitter is this much. Um, and therefore we want mm-hmm. to make a new Twitter account. So that's mm. context. That's basically in debating. That's your first one minute SPM, right? You explain what yeah, the yeah. business goal, what's the, the opportunity, what's uh-huh. the challenge, for example, and like you propose the motion. Um, the second part of the six pager usually like the content itself, like what you are planning to do. Um, mm. So, for example, like in oh. Twitter, for example, proposal you, basically. Uh, yeah, proposal. Like saying, uh, we're going to set up a Twitter account um, with the name blah 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 and such, with with the details that necessary to be discussed. Um, and for example, your content plan for for that Twitter account, for example. Uh, this is very similar to what debating calls like mechanism or model. Mm, step by mm, model. Okay. Yeah. 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 Model. For example, like let's say Bohusi uh, was debating about um, giving a state to African Americans, and he was saying like we'll give them taxes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's model in debating, right? That's very oh, yeah, realistic yeah. feature. That's very yeah. similar to content and like the plan that you're laying out in six pages. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. Becoming so a basically helps ha- a lot in building that. Yeah. So that's basically like, okay, this is the this is the this is the plan, and this is how we're going to do it step by step. Has debating helped you in any college work at all? Um. No. Yes, a bit. Um. I think in in time in college, debating helped me to. Pick a topic. I think that's the most important stuff I'll that I learned from topic. debating. <laughs> yeah, I guess like as an uh, as an oh, is this like social political related? science student, um, mm-hmm. our our scope is quite huge, right? So IR like there's a lot of things in IR. Um, I think debating exposes me to that topics, but also help me. Mm-hmm. Um, in prioritizing which to talk about. Um, I think this is mm-hmm. not only from a debating experience. Yeah, I think along my debating career, I each scored some competition. Um, and I think mm-hmm. during uh, my age core experience, I learned a lot about selecting a topic that's worthy to be discussed. Um, because I think uh, there's a there's a lot of issue mm-hmm. in the world that needs to be talked about, right? Um, 
But I think becoming an H core helps me prioritize which issues oh, yeah. that Tons. I want other people. Yeah. Um yeah, I think if we just debate about random stuff, yeah. It's not it's no good, right? Banyak banget tuh yang enggak tahu how H core works. I don't not all of us have H core the competition. Uh so how does that help you like when you work basically you're curating motions how does that help you in the process of, in your job like market making marketing decisions or pitching uh something for the higher ups to do has that helped you in some way um okay i think um curating motions uh, how edge core ships look like yeah i think uh, we should start with um maybe behind the scenes because maybe some debaters have not experienced this um i think as a edge core you're not only curating motions i think you're basically starting from even the brainstorming of ideas um and brainstorming issues that are worthy to be discussed and then you're deciding how the motion should be framed because like let's say um Black Lives Matter is an issue that needs to be discussed. However, mm. the way we frame the motion can result into totally different things. Um, oh yeah, like yeah. Right? Can you give um, me an example? <laughs> uh, let's say, let's say, like the motion, um, some edge core decides to frame the motion about. Um, this house believes that all lives matter um that mm. can result into a totally disastrous debate even though the yeah 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 initial yeah, topics yeah. was a great to- topics to be discussed right so i think edge courtships is not only about curating issues but also about um selecting the topics and frame the the discussions into a certain way uh, um frame the narrative oh, yeah, 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 into yeah. certain ways right mm-hmm. um i think that helps in in jobs that helps me in an academic setting because like um in in especially in my major selecting a topic is easy but how do you want to frame that mm-hmm. topic how do you want to like, dissect the topics how do you want um to see uh, mm. the angle which angle would would you want to see this from right and after graduating uh, oh, of yeah. course i think still important because um when you're framing a message oh, yeah, yeah. um in a marketing communication setting uh you're not going to just like um list down all of the benefits of your product let's say no right uh you're not going to just yeah. showcase mm. it in a, in a in a laundry list that's w- that would be the equivalent of uh, mm-hmm. debating uh, of a uh, listing all motions but not creating it and not framing it right um yeah that's why i think uh, in a marketing mm. setting you're not list laundry listing stuff but you're picking um your food out of these um benefits that your product gives your audience you want to pick the one that is very important to the audience itself that's 
relevant to the audience to consume. And after picking that part, you also oh, yeah, need yeah. to oh, think yeah. of yeah. a way to frame it. Um, especially like in, in my field, syntax, like it's very complex stuff that, that um, we're selling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to say uh, things like, yeah. um, we help you uh, connect with different banks and stuff like that. Like that's too complex, even though that's, that's the essential thing that we're giving. Yeah, yeah. You need to frame it. You need to frame it in a way that people understand. Um, that, that makes it relevant to them. This would be the equivalent of um, yeah, yeah. a debating each core, uh, not only selecting the topic, but framing it in a certain way. Framing it in a way that's relevant and understandable to the audience. Um, yeah, I think oh, yeah. that's how edge courtship helps. Uh, edge courtship uh, helps me oh, yeah, yeah. Um, understand and select the topics, and after that, framing it in a way that uh, people will be able to understand and would result into a good debate. Yeah. Oh yeah, so basically when we connect it to marketing, it's not only about presenting a topic or a product, but also telling the people what they should know, what, how, basically uh, at least like controlling how you want the product to be discussed and and also also anal anal analyzing who's the target demographic to that product, something along the lines of that, right? So at least you have yeah. control over what you're trying to spread and what and basically predict, uh, basically making preemptive measures so that you get responses that you actually need, right? That's that's pretty cool. Like I didn't expect that to come from like edge coring and how sometimes bad worded motions, uh, poorly made motions can lead to poorly made, poor debates and stuff like that. Oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah. So I, I think, think um, we talked about a lot, right? We talked about how, I think we've talked about a lot of things from uh, debating how soft, how it actually supports you as a soft skill and you only, and you can only show that in certain contexts. Um, we've talked about uh, how PM speeches can be pitches for startups and fintech companies. And we also talked about, among other things, the last slide was about the age core experience. I think from all of this, from your experience as someone who has graduated and now uh, working in the uh, working, do you have any uh, advices for young debaters, especially maybe debaters who are trying to pick this up seriously and uh, any advice that you want to give them so that they don't have as much difficulties when they want to enter the workforce and stuff like that? Any last remarks? Um, yeah. I think in particular, I have uh, two uh, advice that I like to give um, to younger debaters and yeah. How to how to navigate in the world I think it's more applicable to those who are still active. I think uh, the first yeah. advice would be to try to experience all the rules in debating um, and not just stuck to a, to a certain rule. Um, that means that if you're oh. really just debating. Try to pursue um, 
try to pursue a role in educating. And after you've done mm. that, try to pursue a role in HRIPS. And if you've already mm. done that too, try to pursue a role in becoming an ORCOM. And I think mm. these are the, the four roles that the baiting provides for you that, that gives you different abilities. And in, in speaking, you, you're, you're going to learn how to um, critically think and how to convey that idea. In educating, you're going to experience uh, experience in weighing different ideas and making decisions. Um, in edge courtships, you learn about how to select certain topics and how to frame that certain topics. And becoming an outcome, yeah. I think it helps you understand the whole uh, flow that that happens in, inside a debating uh, tournament, and that helps you organize um, the projects. You're you're organizing the rooms. You're organizing the um, consumption, even for for the participants. Uh, you're liaising with each yeah, board yeah. and invited edge. I think that's also a worthy uh, experience to try. So I think that's the first advice. Try to. I think basically, in simple words, try everything. Yeah, Zootopia. Yeah. Zootopia. <laughs> um, try everything. Try everything. And the second piece of advice mm-hmm. that I can give to debaters would be, I think it's important not to only rely on your debating soft skills. Um, mm. I think based on my experience, um, it's important for you to get other skills um, or basically we call it hard skills. Mm. Um, Especially, I think, for those who are in social and political sciences. um, Look, Mm. I think if you're from IT major, obviously you have the hard skill as an IT student. So you can match that with your soft skill in debating. And that would be a perfect match. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. If you're like agriculture, for example, if you're engineering, for example, you have that hard skill. You just need to match it with your debating and that's a perfect match. Yes. You, can, um, you can proceed in, in life. But I think it's critical for you who is basically from, from um, social and political sciences because sometimes there's a limited amount of hard skill that you can mm. gather in in classes. Um, you need mm. to be active on other stuff to, to get these hard skills. Mm-hmm. Um, be it your like your as a communication student, for example, you're joining a film club that would develop mm. your hard skills. Um, or let's say you're joining like um, other other activities like journalism and press that gives you the, the, the hard skills to write. Um, I think it's critical for you mm. to not only rely uh, in debating skills as a social and political science student, try yeah. to pick up other skills yeah. and match that with your yeah. soft skills that you learned from debating, and that would be a perfect match, and that will um, definitely help you. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's uh, my advice for the younger debating debaters that they're still active in the circuit today.
You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Debating cannot land you a job. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just. What it can? It can. It can. But you just need to find a way to frame it so that your employer or your HR thinks that oh, this employee seems a good fit for our company. So yeah. Or perhaps when you want to get other skills, maybe try building a podcast, and you'll get interviewing skills. You'll get audio editing skills, video editing skills, and stuff like that. So, be out. I think the the advice is like just try to do everything that you want, like experience with a lot of things, and maybe you'll find your niche, or maybe you can at least know how to do certain stuff, uh, which you don't know. Maybe it will gonna help you in the grand scheme of things. And also, especially when you're a debater, uh, don't stick yourself inside the box of a debater. Like, try to do other things. Match it with your major, for example, or maybe uh, match it uh, if you want to be an academic. Try maybe becoming an assistant lecturer, or maybe you want to be a more of an artist. Uh, foreshadowing for a, a potential guest, maybe you're got, you, you, it can work with you when you're making your art, for example. 